Hello, this is Jonathan Little, the John 427 podcast. It is July 16th. It is a beautiful day here in lovely Tahlequah, Oklahoma. We are starting up the mobile studios to head west right now. Um, I have had a great 24 hours. It's been interesting and fun, dynamic, and that's what I like. Um, Since 3 o'clock yesterday, uh, I've had some revelations come to me. Uh, Number one, I've got a love child on the way. I'm very excited about this. Um, Number two, I've come out as a homosexual. Uh, That's uh, that's all national news now. Everybody knows about it. Um, Number three, uh, you cannot believe a single fucking thing I say because I'm a big liar. I'm a big stupid liar. And number four, uh, I believe that all of you have the power to change your life for the best. For the better, for the best. Doesn't sound right either way. I believe you can make shit better. How about that? I love the way that sounds. Um, it is kind of hot here today. It says 97 degrees here in Tahlequah. Uh, I've been in air conditioning most of the day, to be fair. Uh, I broke a sweat every time I went from car to building. Um, I am driving back to Muskogee. Uh, gonna get a shower. Um, probably just take a nap. Uh, I feel really tired. I've uh, been kind of busy this last day, but it's been good stuff. Recovering from work. Uh, I've been able to visit with people, which makes me really happy. I got to visit with this guy, Bill Edgar. We did two hours of interview and about two or three hours of chit chat. And it was really good talking about everything. Um, I like... I don't see Bill very much. And I like that he feels comfortable enough with me to criticize me. But I don't feel offended by it. I can take it and look at what he's saying. And I don't, it doesn't feel like personal, like a personal attack. Um, I really enjoy trying to figure out and become a better person. And sometimes, just like if you're working out to get more fit or training for something like mountain climbing or a hundred mile or longer bicycle ride, it can be painful. Um, On the journey that I'm on right now to be a better person, to be more, uh, I wanna be out there. I, I have this weird kind of personality and I haven't been my personality, I haven't been myself most of my life I I tried to be someone else for other people and I'm getting to be myself and I'm really enjoying it and I don't want it to end I want it to be who I am all the time and I'm really enjoying the podcast Uh, I want to get back to writing soon I'm only going to have a short amount of time to write before I start working on John for 399 or whatever. I don't know. I'm thinking about naming this journey a different thing and posting a lot of stuff on social media to help people out. Um, maybe who get into situations like this with overeating and needing to change their life. Um, before I go uh, away from Oklahoma, I want to 
make a bunch of podcast recordings that I can release a little bit at a time when I'm out on the road. I'm going to go silent, basically. I'm going to have these pre-recorded podcasts that I will release. I probably won't post much on social media, if at all, in that first month, maybe two months. It This journey, I'm, I'm trying to reboot my life again. This is the second time. Um, it's going to be really intense because as far as like losing the weight, I know exactly what I need to do. And it's hard, but it's a very simple process. So I'm going to jump into it and I don't want to get out of it until I've accomplished my goal. Um, as far as like traveling, I really want to immerse myself in the environment. Um, I want to experience everything and I want to have no distraction from that. Um, I don't know if you understand, I, I pray and I meditate daily, but I don't know if I'm doing it wrong <laughs> or, or what, but I, I'm not getting, I don't get anything from it other than a feeling of having that aspect of my life be very disciplined. Um, it gives me a lot of strength right now to do that, but... I don't think other people really understand what I'm thinking when I when I do this stuff, and that's fine because that stuff is for me. Um, <laughs> I outwardly, I'm a big sloppy mess, and I don't want to be that anymore. Um, I was looking at myself in the mirror last night, and it, man, I don't seem like a douchebag, but I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. I was looking at myself and I saw a man that, you know, I'm imperfect, I got flaws, but I also saw a man that means it when he smiles, whether he's mad or sad or happy or glad or laughing, my smile is always real. Um, I looked at someone who ate too much, obviously. Um, someone who stopped lifting weights and doing push-ups and riding a bicycle and walking and I was okay with that that was fine when I looked in that mirror I just saw a person um, I want to see that person change I want to see the person in my mirror smile more I want to see the person in my mirror look stronger, look healthier, look neater. So that's what I'm going to be working on. Um, I want, I want to be able to express myself freely to everyone. Everyone close to me should know me. If you don't want to be on my inner circle, don't send me a friend's request on Facebook. Um, I know a lot of people don't. Um, you can use Facebook however you want to, you know. You can use it in a way that you appreciate and that 
it gives you joy, or you can use it to irritate yourself. Um, I know a lot about Facebook now because I've been using it uh, to help with my book and, and getting to meet people and understanding social media. So I'm going to use Facebook so that people get to know me if they want to. And that's pretty much all I'm going to be using it for. Uh, I'll use the messenger to talk to my friends. But um, I really like the fact that we can do things now that would have been impossible 30 years ago for a normal person. Um, I'm a nurse and I don't have a lot of money. I don't have a lot of technical background. Like I don't understand computers very well. Yet, I can make a podcast and people in other countries can hear it. And that's really exciting to me because when I was growing up, I thought I would write and sell books and become rich. And there was always this aspect of, well, if you can't get people to read your books, then you can't sell the books and you can't get rich from selling the books. So go so far and then there was going to be someone holding the gate and they would decide whether or not to let you do that thing um, some people would print their own books and that costs a lot of money and then it's not printing that's hard it's distributing that's hard well now we have Facebook now we have uh, LinkedIn we have Instagram we have Twitter um, for me, Anchor and Facebook have been the biggest uh, factors in me being able to express myself as a writer, as a speaker. Um, I've dabbled a little bit with comedy. Um, it's really been rewarding in the short time that I've been uh, using these tools to experience um, a better sense of self. Uh, so I just want to say that that's amazing. That's something people should be happy about. Um, I really like that I can say something to someone, and if they don't want to hear it when I say it, that's fine. But they can come back to it later and listen to it just the way I said it. They can listen to it over and over again if they want to. And if there's a lesson to be learned there, then they can learn it. And that's awesome. Um, switching subject, I like backpacking. <laughs> I haven't done any serious backpacking since 2018 in um, January, February, March, and April. Uh, I backpacked in the Sierra Mountains in the tail end of the winter, and it was really fun. Um, it was hard, and I really liked it. Um, I had always wanted to do a trip like that, and when I took the trip, um, I was lucky that I had friends who bought me gear and helped me. So I had everything I needed when I went into the mountains. Um, when I was growing up, uh, trips like that, uh, some people wouldn't even think about doing something like that because it was kind of pain in the ass to get from Oklahoma to there and then have the right equipment because you don't know exactly what you need unless you have experience out there. Then having the fitness level to walk or climb uh, 6,000 to 8,000 feet 
Um, a lot of people don't have that in Oklahoma. And I wouldn't have had it if I hadn't walked from Oklahoma to the Sierra Mountains in California. Um, there's a lot of trips people don't take for various reasons. Sometimes good reasons, sometimes not good reasons. I think it's funny that um, someone who has money and time to watch a television show over and over again, losing fitness, um, doesn't take the opportunities that they have, which sometimes are numerous, to explore nature a little more, uh, maybe to meet people, try new things. Um, for me, stand-up comedy was a really neat social experience. Uh, maybe this year, probably next year, I want to take a couple dance classes, and if, if I enjoy those classes, maybe two or three or four sessions, if I enjoy those sessions, I'm going to continue on uh, learning to dance because I think it's a really good way to explore fitness and for me to use my body in a different way, which I, I really I need to, to practice more because I feel really stiff nowadays when I move around. I don't mean stiff in a good way. Um, squirt. Calm down. Why are you laughing? Anyways. <laughs> Calm down. <sighs> I think you just peed. In the I'm pretty sure Squirt just peed in the passenger seat here. <sighs> Anyways. Um, I'm driving into the sun, so I got my sunglasses on. Uh, what? I wish I had someone here I could talk to about um, backpacking. Um... When I went into the mountains, I didn't know exactly what kind of equipment was out there for us to use. Um, when when I got out there, I explored some of the stores. There were gear shops in the Sierras. And some of them sold used gear. Hold on, I'm taking a drink here. So some of them sold used gear. So you could buy like snow pants, parkas, boots, skis, snowshoes. You could buy all that stuff used. You could use that stuff um, to the best of your ability. There were ski slopes. Um, there were places that would teach you how to use that stuff. Um, I've skied a little bit and I've snowshoed a little bit. Um, I kind of was thrown into the deep end or I jumped in the deep end when I went uh, up into Yellowstone. So I want to tell you a little bit about that from when I left Death Valley to, whoa, this truck has something hanging on the bottom of it, just drove by. Uh, anyways, I'm going to check my clock here, make sure I got enough time. Okay, I got about 40 minutes to tell you about how I ended up in Yosemite in the winter of 2017, 2017, 2018. Okay, I'm putting on my cruise control. All right, here we go. I had uh, decided to walk across Death Valley, um, like you do sometimes, you know, when you're restarting your life. And I got to Death Valley, and my friend Linda came down from Sacramento and brought me a bunch of fresh fruit and some cold cuts and I think some nuts, too. Uh, she gave me some cash, and we hung out for a while talking, and then she drove back up. This lady is a fucking saint. She drove from Sacramento down to Death Valley. It's like an eight-hour car ride um, on back roads <laughs> and came in Nevada 
and greeted me at the state line. And uh, she got out of her car and she had, I think, $100 and she was helping me with this trip. And um, she dropped a 20 and it blew out into the desert. And um, the desert is a weird place. We went out into the desert and we were looking for this 20 that blew away and stumbled across a 40 that was sitting out there, but it was like all eat up by the sand. Like the sand had been blowing through it and, and they were just like shredded. But um, you can still read the serial numbers and stuff. So I took that and, and the money that she gave me and I started into Death Valley. And I, um, she went back up north to Sacramento and I went into Death Valley and there's a little, like a little hotel there. There's the road sign that sends you into Death Valley. And I think your choices are like Death Valley and then um, Badwater uh, or, or down towards Vegas. And, and uh, I chose Death Valley. Went into Death Valley National Park. I'm pulling a cart. I don't know if you've seen the pictures or anything. I had a lawn cart that I had attached two long poles on. So you have two wheels on this cart and then these long uh, silver poles with handles. And I could balance the load so that all the weight wasn't on my body. It was on the axles of this little this little trailer. Um, think like a rickshaw kind of deal. Um, so I had this thing loaded up with a lot of uh, water. Um, I had fruit, eggs, um, and camping gear, like sleeping bags and blankets. And at this point, the weather is pretty mild. It would range from like the 60s up to the low 90s. And I, you know, I had a pretty regimented way I would eat and walk through the day and drink water. So I just launched into it the next day and I walked fast. Um, I was covering 16 to 20 miles a day pulling this, this large cart. And I had, you know, the sleeping bags, the blankets, and a pack with some extra clothes. I had some tools like hammer, saw, axe, shovel, um, and then water. And I, I cannot remember how much water I had when I went in and I had extra water bottles, but I had calculated uh, how much water it would take for me to get halfway through the park. And there were several uh, rest stops or oases where you could get water, several springs in the desert there in the Death Valley. Um, the special thing about Death Valley is it goes below sea level, um, which is a really neat feature. There are uh, old, closed borax mines, I guess. I read about this. I didn't go look at those. There is a National Park Center there, and the morning I was there, I was able to refill my water jugs because they will refill your water jugs for free at the National Park thing. And then I was able to buy a bandana that had a printed map of Death Valley uh, on the bandana. And I thought that would be handy in case some situation occurred. Um, you can always use a bandana in the desert or when you're hiking. Um, having a map on it is can be doubly helpful. And it was because I got sweat on my paper maps. And then the battery went dead on my phone. Um, I listened to podcasts when I was walking across Death Valley. And uh, 
I like History on Fire. That was the main podcast I listened to all through the Death Valley. The episodes on Roosevelt, Teddy Roosevelt, Jack Johnson, the boxer, and the Iceman, okay, on the History on Fire podcast. The guy who makes that thing, Daniele Bolelli, is an Italian guy. He's a history professor. Really sweet guy. He's a really amazing person. His podcast went from uh, being on uh, Google Play to Luminary now. Um, I really enjoy the way he talks about history. Um, I walked across that valley. I camped out. Oh, what is that? Hold on. Uh, it's just an alarm. Okay. <laughs> so... It took me, I think, eight days to go across Death Valley. Um, I got to the springs and I refilled my waters. I went to the next uh, little oasis and I stayed at the campground uh, in front of there. I didn't stay in the campground. I stayed in the parking lot to the campground. I had dinner and then I used their Wi-Fi to talk to my son. Um, And then I got back on the road my cart broke um, around that oasis and I had to repair the cart Um, that was really interesting and what I did was I made like a a plug out of wood wait I'm hold on I don't think I remember that correctly no no that's not what I did okay I took the handle that was broken and I, I I hammered the end down of one side because it was now two pieces and I hammered it down made it into a point and I shoved it into the other handle and then um, I I think I wired it together with a 16 gauge picture hanging wire I think and I put pictures of the repair I did online I had to use my uh, my camp stove to heat the pipe enough so that I could bend it easily with the small hammer that I had Um, I was really proud of myself for repairing that. I got that fixed up, and then we got back on the road, me and Bert. And um, we continued on through Death Valley. Um, When I got out of Death Valley, uh, a ranger had left me uh, a Hefe beer and a Pink Lady Apple. Pink Lady Apples are amazing, and they are sponsoring this podcast. Thank you, Pink Lady Apples. God bless. Um... It was an amazing trip. Someday I'll devote a whole episode of the podcast to my time in Death Valley. Um, I learned a lot about myself on that trip. I came out of Death Valley into Lone Pine, California. Um, It's at the base of Mount Whitney. Uh, It's a place where a lot of movies have been made. Really neat little town. Best ramen selection that I've ever seen in my whole life. Um, But they they basically had a whole aisle of ramen noodles. Um, that should have been a good clue that I was entering into a wild, wild place. Um, I got Carl's Jr. there. I stayed in the hotel for two days to recharge, clean things, um, and take a break, get off my feet. And then I got back on the road and I mailed my son some postcards. Um, Lone Pine and Bishop, California are two beautiful little towns. Um, there's a concentration camp in between there. That was interesting. I slept there 
Yes, you heard me right. I slept at a concentration camp. Uh, it was really cold there. <laughs> Can't imagine what it was like to be interned there. Probably not awesome. Um, I got hit by a dust storm and then a winter storm followed that. Uh, I called out for a resupply to a friend in Las Vegas. Um, he loaded up and was there, I think, two days later with winter clothing. And I think he brought more food. I think he brought meat and uh, chocolate, uh, uh, hot chocolate mix. Hot chocolate mix that his wife had mixed up for me. Um, the holidays were coming. New Year's and, and Christmas and my birthday. They were all coming and... Um, I went to sleep uh, one night uh, for Christmas and I woke up the next day it was Christmas and this farmer came over to my tent in his truck and he had a little blue healer uh, up on his lap and the blue healer you know jumped his head out the window and he looked at me and I looked at him and he said he had been watching me uh, down the road and he asked if um, he could help me out and I said yeah sure I appreciate it the guy gave me, uh, I think it was twenty dollars, might have been forty dollars, and I asked if I could pet his dog, and he said sure. And this dog had the softest fur, and he was that bluish gray color with black spots. And um, I remember feeling really happy. Um, I struggle with like feeling depressed and shit, and. I, me and Bill were talking about this and Bill was telling me how it's like kind of a downer to hear about that and I, I need to stop thinking about that stuff and talking about it I will tell you this is one time when I just felt so blessed that out there in the desert middle of nowhere that a stranger would come over and just in the friendliest most brotherly way offer some love Christmas morning and it really it touched me it made me feel really happy um, as I think back on that now it's just such a beautiful moment that was repeated so many times when I walked across country I have a friend that um, we were talking about her going to school so she can take better care of her kids and take care better care of herself and she's she's worried about how she's going to pay for stuff and I, you know, I want to tell her about stories like this, but she doesn't... I don't think she believes that it can really happen. I know a lot of you, like, have had hard times and you've been through terrible situations, but you got to think, you're still alive right now. So, whatever you went through didn't kill you. You know, and if you, if you think back, you can learn a lesson from that stuff. Um, so, anyways, continuing on... <laughs> I, I got food for my holiday meal. Um, I didn't end up eating it on Christmas. I ate it a couple days after. Uh, I think I had chicken, stuffing. This is the same thing I bought for Thanksgiving. Chicken, stuffing, because I like cornbread stuffing from a box. Um, and I know I'm making a lot of grandmas really mad right now. I don't like their stuffing with chunks of weird stuff in it, especially raisins. Who puts raisins in stuffing? Why not just put it in the garbage? <sighs> Anyways, um, oh yeah, oysters, oysters and stuffing. I don't know, maybe that's the right way to do it. Maybe the pilgrims did that, though. I don't know. Anyways, um, 
Just make cornbread stuffing. I love it. If you're going to have me over, you're going to have me break my diet, there should be some cornbread stuffing there. I got some gravy. It was amazing. You know how fat people love gravy? I love it more. Um, it's more of like a sexual relationship. When I see that gravy, and I just, oh, I just dump it all over everything. And bread. I can't remember. Oh, the kind of bread I got. Wow. Blue mind. I think it was called Dave's. Dave's whole grain or seven grain or something like that. It was sweet. It had like sunflower seeds and barley and shit in it. It just blew the top off, man. I mean, I never had bread like that before. I've heard breads claim to be seven grains, but this had like nuts and berries and shit in it. Not like sweet berries, like what are they call granola berries. I don't know. It was good bread. Uh, the wrapper was had a dude on it, like in a cartoon drawing. And then there was some blue, like electric blue on the label. And you can see the bread through the wrapper. It's cellophane, plastic, I don't know. It's amazing bread. If I find a, find it and get, get, send a picture of it, I want you all to go buy this bread and try it. Okay, deal. Um, so I moved on. <clears throat> um, I got another resupply in Bishop, I think. And by this point, I was cold. I was getting really cold. I stayed in the hotel, I think for two days. I took maybe 10 or 12 hot showers during that two days and I never felt warm. Um, I tried eating food. I wasn't really that hungry at that point. Um, I went and got some clothes uh, and then uh, a few friends sent me money and then I loaded up and got on the road again. This was kind of hard. I left at nighttime and I noticed I was so reluctant to leave town. Not because like I enjoyed the town so much, but I did enjoy the town a lot. Um, I felt really uh, beat down by the weather, by, by the cold weather. Um, I had been on the road, I think for seven days in sub-zero temps. And um, I got on the road again and I'm making my way north along the Sierra Mountains and a couple different small storms came through and my birthday came and went, New Year's came and went and uh, I came through Bridgeport and I decided to fast after Bridgeport. So I ate breakfast there. I think I had eggs, bagels, cream cheese, apples and oranges and then I got all the food out of my pack, uh, which was ramen noodles, and rice, and lentils, I think. Um, by this point, I had dropped Bert, who's the best cart ever. Um, he's not Mormon, he is a Methodist, and Bert is in the desert somewhere by Mammoth, California. Um, it was really sad, like if you saw that scene with Tom Hanks and Wilson, yeah, same thing, except it was Bert, and I was walking away. He wasn't floating away. I think I think you probably would have, though, if he had the chance. Ugh. So, what's the longest you've been outside when it's below zero? A day? Two days? Three days? Four days? Five days? Six days? Uh, it wears you down in strange ways. Um, it kind of makes you feel crazy that you can't ever get warm. 
Uh, if you stop shivering, you can fall asleep. You don't know if you're gonna wake up. Uh, you get ice in weird places. The ice crystals can rub your skin raw. Um, a powder of ice or snow can form inside your clothing. If it's cold enough, if the wind's blowing hard enough, and it just starts scratching your skin like sand. Um, your breath can start, it'll freeze on, if you have facial hair, which I had a beard, it'll freeze there and it can chap your lips. Um, your spit might start freezing on the edges of your mouth and, and rub it raw. It's, hold on. It's really hard when you're in the cold like that for a long time to to do like the things I was trying to do was to be positive to be thankful for something every day um, but it's probably the best circumstance for you to learn to do that is when shit is really 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 hard um, I will tell you that frequently, because I found it was it was very important to be thankful for something, uh, I broke it down real simple. And I'm I'm telling you this because I want to help you. So if you're if you're one of those people that's always having a bad day, no matter what, you feel like everything's going against you. It's not going against you, and you're not having a bad day. What's happening? Most of the time, not all the time. Most of the time, your feelings are, they're controlling you. They're making you think you had a bad day. Um, there are times when you are hurting, and yeah, that can be a bad day. There are times when something bad has happened. Well, that's not inside you. If your aunt dies, that didn't hurt you. You can have a reaction to that. You can have grief, but that, that pain is not, it's not something that has to run away and destroy your life. For me, it was a custody thing. It was what it was. It wasn't good. But I had a choice, and I didn't know this. Although some people have told me later, and I chose to accept it, and it's really helped me a lot to look at things this way. You have a choice. If something bad that, that makes you unhappy happens, you have a choice to react to it. Your choice is do you react to it or do you not react to it? If you know that being sad is going to make you perform poorly in your job, make you drink or make you want to drink, make you want to eat too much, make you want to have sex with people you don't know, then choose not to be sad. You can make a choice. Hmm. You can make a choice for that. Okay? It's up to you. Um, I am 39 years old. I'm getting ready to go back out to lose weight that I've already lost. And I've gone through all kinds of feelings about this. But essentially... I know where I want my life to be. I'm not there. 
I know what I need to do to get there. So I'm thankful that I have everything I need to move forward. I have a cell phone that works. I've got shoes. I have a laptop computer. I've got a backpack. I've got camping gear. I've got a good car. I have a nursing license and I have people who will help me get a job. So everything I need to become the person I wanna be is here. And I also have the knowledge that if I didn't have all of those things, if I was missing one of those things, that if I just had the balls to go out and try to be a better person, to try to be happy, that somehow those things will fall into line, that they will fall into my life. Somehow I will find those things that I need to get the job done. I know it's scary if you have never experienced something like that, but I believe that when we make a decision to do something important and not give up, that we can do it. Uh, my choice right now is to focus on my health and my path towards a, a better career that helps me provide for my family. I know that the people who I would like to support me will support me. Maybe not right now, maybe not at the beginning. Maybe that won't come until it's over. Maybe it won't ever come. Maybe I'm wrong, because I've been wrong before, and that's fine. I'm 39 years old and I'm not gonna give up. I'm strong in my heart. I'm strong in my mind. And my body's just gonna have to follow. <laughs> um, I'm here in Muskogee, Oklahoma. That's the end of this podcast. Um, if you guys have any questions, if you have any insults, if you have any insights, my name is Jonathan Sebastian Little. Um, I have a Facebook page, John427. I have this podcast, the John427 podcast. And I'm really enjoying doing this. If there's something that you feel you would like to ask or talk about or share through the podcast, message me. Uh, my name is Jonathan Little, but message me through the messenger for John427 on Facebook, okay? If you like this podcast, please, please share it. I need more people to listen to this thing. I am going to be leaving to walk from Oklahoma to 170 pounds. I know a lot of people want to hear a destination. Well, that's my destination. I'm not giving up. I weighed 399 pounds March 2017. And I started walking to lose weight. And I stopped when I got to 260 pounds. Well, I gained back that weight that I lost. I'm at 397 right now. And I'm making plans to walk again. I'm doing it the way that I originally planned to do it with a single backpack. And my focus is laser pinpointed on reaching that goal of 170 pounds. After that, I want to get a counselor. And I want to maintain my weight loss. And I want to work on books and stand-up comedy. I want to do other adventures. 
And I want to go around and talk to people about what they expect from life and the best way to get that. I believe that you can make your life better by following your dreams and being true to who you are. And I think God gave you everything you need to be happy in your life. And you have to believe that. I believe that when you love someone, if you say it and you mean it, then it's going to last a long time. My name is Jonathan Little. This has been a John 427 podcast. I'm pulling here into Muskogee, Oklahoma. And thank you very much for listening. Have a great, great day. Bye-bye.